Good evening, people of God. We are here again to learn from God. Praise God. I believe this is the perfect time that God wants me to be here. So we give all the glory to him. Let's pray because before we talk too much. Father, I thank you for today again that you have brought us to learn from you. Father, come and have your way. Take control. Take all the glory. Please speak through me, O oh Lord. Father, speak to the hearts of everyone. Let us learn from you and let us have a heart that we say, Lord, I surrender to you. I will do your will. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Please fill me up. Let me say only things that will be a blessing to you. And let this all go to the right place. The good ground that can germinate seed in the heart of everyone. Of us in Jesus' name. And me too. Help me, Lord, that it will also be of help to me also. That I will do your will too in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. The prayer was, <laughs> it was going front and back. But God finally led us to what we should say. So, uh, today's topic is, what was God expecting from Adam? Let's say it the second time. What was God expecting from Adam? And the third time, what was God expecting from Adam? When I first started editing this, um, the cover art, I wrote Adam and Eve, comma, what was God expecting from Adam? I tried to fix it into the thing. It wasn't working until I removed this one. And I was praying as I was writing, as I was editing. And then I put what was God expecting from Adam. It just fit in. Everything was also so I knew that, okay, this is the topic God wants for us today. I thank God for that. The reason why I bothered to put Adam and Eve before was so that some people would be like, ah, which Adam, which Adam are you talking about? <laughs> you know, on the internet now, people joke about Adam, like, ah, you trust man, you trust Adam, you know? So that was why I, I, I was like, let me put Adam and Eve so that they remember that it's not the Adam of, and uh, now is the Adam of, of the time of beginning of the world. But we thank God, the Lord that has chosen this topic will let everybody understand. So we thank God. So today we want to learn what was God expecting from Adam? Because people will be like, um, it was the woman's fault. Especially men. Men will say it was the woman's fault. But did you check the causes that God placed on Adam and Eve? Did you check that God was so angry with Adam? Did you check it at all? Everything that could make life easy for him, the Lord caused everything. He said, with your, with your sweat, you will begin to eat. You understand? As you have listened to this woman and not listened to my voice, you will continue to struggle. I'm sending you out of this garden that I made to give you comfort. You will continue to, to, to struggle with your sweat you will be eating. I caused the ground because of you. Do you know how painful those statements were to God? Today we want to learn. Adam has gone. We want to learn. Because there's a past in the Bible that says this things are written for us for our admonition so that we would not fall into the same mistakes so it's not for us to just learn it and just 
dust our nyash and say, oh, I learned something today. No, <laughs> we have to learn it to put the lessons in our lives. That's why the topic something a lesson. We learned it that we might not fall into the same mistake. And the one of Joseph, an example, we learned it so that we can do the same thing he did. And this one also, so that we can learn where he made mistakes and how to avoid such mistakes. So how do we relate it? We are going to read the Bible passage, but I want to do some preamble before we go to the Bible passage. We want to learn what are the things or how are we supposed to behave so that we don't do the same mistake that Adam did, especially as man. Uh, I think we should go to the Bible now. Let's go to that Genesis chapter 1. From verse 26, it's like we read it yesterday, but we read it again. And he said, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Let's go to 29. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree, yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meal, for meat, and it was so. We stopped in Tatsi, in verse 30. Did you see where this thing started from? He said, and God said, uh, we started from 26, and God said, let us make man in our image. Image. Do you see how much God puts in man? For somebody to be in the image of God, God is perfect, right? And God made somebody to be perfect like he is. You understand? For God to make somebody to be that perfect, he gave him all the blessings of the world. I give everything to you. I make you ruler over everything. I give every tree for you to eat. Every herbs is for you. The animals are under you. God gave him everything, everything you can ever think of. You remember when we, we did uh, the lesson of what does God say about sexual purity? Or was it in sexual purity or godly relationship? I think it was godly relationship that God approves of. That God gives you everything. God allows you to do everything in this relationship. Except to have sex. But it's that sex alone that the devil will be pushing you to do. Every other thing that God says be doing before you get married, the devil will close your eyes, will not do it. Then after marriage, you'll be struggling with it. Your wife that cannot cook, instead of you to have learned how to cook together while you are, you are still single, you will not. But every time you see her, you want to sleep with her. You want to sleep with her. Then when you get into the marriage, you start learning those things. Then you now start struggling. You now start like, I didn't know this is the person you are. You know, sex will make you to think that the person is perfect. It will make you to judge who the person is in your head you will have the fantasy of who the person is which is not real until well your body has calmed down but god wants your eyes and your sense and everything to be open before you marry so that when you marry you see everything clearly 
That is just a by the way. What we are trying to say is that God gave them everything. Everything. God gave Adam everything. And another addition was God was always coming down at the cool of the night or the cool of the day, like evening time. After he has walked and, and you know, like in the evening time that some of us go to church, we go to pray, you know. God was always coming down. Imagine what we are passing through in the world today. And then God is always coming down to speak to you, to say, ah, my daughter, my son, all is going to be well, how beautiful it will be. And God shows you the vision of the future. He talks with you. He, he, I'm very sure it's going to be beautiful. Those were the things that Adam was enjoying. God gave him so much. To whom much is given, much is expected. Let's go to chapter 2 now. Verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, and of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Hmm. I just finished reading Genesis 2 from 15 to 17. You know, it's like somebody has been your friend for a long time. You know this person, you trust this person. Adam has been a friend of God for long. Because they said, and the Lord says it's not good that the man should be alone. It means he has been alone for a while, for some times. And God says it's not good that he should be alone. He needs a partner. He has been the friend of God. God. He knows that when God says something, he will surely do it. He already knows that when God says, if you eat this fruit, you will die. And he has been eating other fruits and he has been living and God has been happy with him. The relationship with God, he has been enjoying it. And now God said, this is what will happen. God gave him so much to trust him. You see how, how we feel when we are betrayed by somebody we trust or somebody we love. That is the same thing. He betrayed God. He knew that God will always do what he says. But he still disobeyed. God was expecting him not to betray him. We are learning what are the things God expected from Adam. One of the things God expected from him was not for, was for him not to betray him. He betrayed God. Then let's go to chapter 3 now. The chapter 3 is long, but how, how are we going to do it? Okay, let's, let's, let's pick. Okay, let's start from 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Ye, ye, had God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Hmm. I stop in 5 just now. I want to speak something about that verse 1 to 5 before we continue other verses. God was expecting that when somebody comes to change the word of God in your heart. Don't listen. <laughs> we are learning. 
It's not as if there's another fruit somewhere now that God says that must not eat. But there are some things that God is saying that must not do nowadays. So we are we want to relate them that what are the things that God was expecting this expecting from me than that he didn't do that we can learn from and in our lives today we can avoid and do those things that God wants us to do and not do what Adam did. You see how the Bible says the serpent was subtle. I think that subtle is like being corny or something. Then he, he, he said, you will not die. <laughs> Have you seen people that, that, that they are training to smoke or training to drink? They will tell you it's not going to hurt you. Your parents have told you, or maybe in the church, they have told you that a king is not supposed to drink. A king is not supposed to do things like that. They have told you you are not supposed to be sleeping with women that you are not married to. Then your friends that are doing it will not come and tell you. You will not die like girls now. <laughs> I think that thing happens to girls more. Because a lot of girls have, have said it that the day they were disverging, like when they disverging them, not in the marriage, that they felt like something left them. Then if you, if you are a virgin, you will feel like, ah, if I do this thing, maybe maybe you will die. You understand? But your friend will tell you, you can't die. You, you, will, you will still be okay. You will still be fine. You understand? Like they will try to encourage you that there's no problem. There's no harm in it. There is, you will get money. Let's take, for example, those girls that they invite into a hookup. Like those girls that will be looking for Aristo daddies. They will be like, no, it's not a problem. The man will just sleep with you, that's so, all, and then we give you the money. Or whatever thing that, that is sinful. Let's just take it like as many things as possible that is sinful. They just say, no, it's not a problem. You just do it like this and like this. You will not surely die. You will not die. But God says you will die. But they, they will try to convince you that you will not die. You will still be alive. You will still be fine. The Bible says, let all men be false and God alone be true. Even in your relationship, your boyfriend might be telling you, don't worry, this relationship will still continue. Even if you sleep with me, even if we, you have baby, even if we will still continue this relationship, they will tell you all sorts of things. Don't worry. Don't worry, I'm not going to leave you. Today, we are learning from the mistake of Adam. He says you will not die. But God says you will die. Today, the Lord wants us to learn that if he says... When you commit a sin, you will die. Then, believe it. Don't let what other people are saying be stronger on your heart than what God has said. May God help us. Now, let's go to 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did it, and gave us one to her husband with her, and he did it. Did you just see the, how the devil does it? How the devil does it whenever you are, they, they are trying to tempt you to do something sinful against God. We make it look like you, you are not supposed to, it will not hurt you. Then she took it. That was a sin. Today is not a particular fruit that God is saying you must know it. But it is these things that are, that are making God angry. These things that are dangerous to your health. These things that are dangerous to, to God. That are dangerous to yourself and to other people. There are the things that God is saying, thou shall not do. Some men will be like, you can have girlfriend now. It doesn't have meaning. Like, you have a wife, then you still have another girl outside. They will be like, it doesn't mean now. Huh? You will not surely die. But God says you will die. Then your friends now lure you, lure you, lure you. Then you do it. Then you still make other people to do it. 
Today, God is telling you that don't do it. We are learning the mistakes. We are learning the lessons. I believe was the English. We are taking lessons from it and we are jotting it down and we are, we are taking the one that will be good for us in our day-to-day lives. So you see it. And he gave it to her husband. And God was, I'm very sure God was angry with that her husband because the husband is supposed to be the one to be a good example. This woman just came. May God teach me how to say these things today so that I don't forget. And the eyes of both of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed thick leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. <laughs> and Adam and his wife eat themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Do you just see it? When you sin against God, you become afraid. The same God they always go to and 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 embrace him and say oh welcome we have been waiting for you all day now their eyes is opened in a negative way hmm. some people tell you tear, tear high open eyes like you should become uh, open eyes if you are there and your eyes are not open i think you are enjoying a lot of the world their eyes are open to that they are telling you, you should come and tear eyes and open to it is dangerous to their life oh. Don't don't tear eyes so don't open eyes so close the eyes as it is as Jesus has helped you to close it like that so that you don't know all the problems are going through. Some of those people you are looking at like ah what a true love, what a true love. They are suffering a lot though. Some of them they have removed their wombo. They have aborted like two, five, seven, six times so. So if they say come and tear eyes and be having boyfriend, don't listen to them oh. Don't listen to them or if they tell you have a girlfriend and be sleeping with your girlfriend before marriage, don't listen to them or you have a wife and they tell you have an extra girl. This your wife is not giving you peace of mind. Look for a girlfriend outside. You are sinning against God though and, and you are destroying yourself. Now let's go to where God started laying courses on them. Verse 11, And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? As thou eating of the tree, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? You see? Nobody can hide from God. When you do something sinful against God, that's what happens when you sleep with your girlfriend. Maybe you are even planning to get married. You see that the, the connection of God that you both have in the relationship will just vamoose. It will just vanish from nowhere. You now be afraid. Some of you now turn the hatred in your heart, you turn it to that woman. And some of you that you don't turn it against that woman, you see that the closeness of God that you feel in the relationship will, will not be there anymore. You now be afraid. You understand? The Bible says, perfect love casteth out fear. You see? You see what you are, you, are, you are doing to yourself? And God wants us to learn today. When God says don't do something, then don't do it. Then we want to go to the verse 12. And he said, And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did it. <laughs> you, see the, you see the complaint of Adam. God put you to be the head. God put you to be the first person. Or maybe we have been there in this garden for long before God brought this woman. And you are saying this woman that God just brought after you is the one that made you to sin. It means it has been nurturing in your heart a long time ago. Are you understanding me like this? 
we are learning from the okay let me let me direct all my points to men now from this place that i started it means it has been nurturing in your heart look at you men a lot of women after you have slept with a woman maybe from the anus or or something or hook up girl or whatever then you now you now be saying she's so she's so lazy she's so dirty you now be looking for mistakes you now be looking for faults you now be saying rubbish against her as if she was the one that pounced on you and and slept with you by herself it should have paid the money to transport her to your house so some of you even pay for flights to bring these girls to your house you do everything then later on after you turn all the fault on this other woman if god brought eve out of the body of adam that is to tell you that this thing has been nurturing the heart of adam for long he said the woman that thou gavest me he wanted an excuse like maybe god is going to say no you are you are you are, you are fine no problem it's not a problem but it wasn't an excuse to god what is god saying today god is saying no matter the woman shaking hands in front of you, no matter the woman shaking breast in front of you, being naked in front of you, God is saying, I will not say that the woman is the one at fault. Oh. No matter you going online and going and saying, these girls are so dirty, these girls are, are doing it. The Lord will not blame them for your own sin. He will blame you because you have been nurturing that thing in your heart. I think it's um, Job. In Job, he said, I have made a covenant with my eyes not to behold iniquity. You have to make a covenant with your eyes. If God says you should not fornicate, you will make a covenant. Any sinful picture, any sinful video, my eyes, you must not watch it and, and you understand. You have to make, your, make up your mind. Doing the will of God, it takes the grace of God, it takes the power of God. And if there's anything that, that sin is nurturing in your heart, you have to use the blood of Jesus to uproot it out. You understand? Sometimes we don't have the strength, we don't have the power. We have for power. Even that song says, I, Jesus said your strength is indeed is small. Our strength is small. We can't do anything by our power. But with the continuous praying, God help me, God help me, Jesus wash me with your blood. We will say that we will be having victory, daily victory, daily victory. You understand? So what God is saying there is that I will not blame any woman for your sins. Some of you. So just take it like that. We are learning from the mistakes what God was expecting from Adam. If you are saying, oh God, I am sorry. I am sorry. I know you have put so much in my hands. I'm sorry. Maybe God will have reduced his, his punishment. You will see where God caused him for obeying that woman. You will see. God understands everything. You can be saying something and God sees the heart. God deals with the heart. God doesn't deal with what you are saying in your mouth or what you are behaving. He deals with your heart. God knows that this thing has been in the heart of, of Adam for long. That's why he did it. I remember one time that a guy told me that he fell into fornication. And I said, the lady lured you. He said, no, they both wanted to do it. You understand that statement? Which means, one way or the other, it was in your mind. If you have, when the, the thought was coming to your mind and you cancelled it, you the, the temptation will not have overcome you. Even a, a part of James said, so many times we say that we uh, we are pushed to sin. He said, no, they pushed to temptation. I'll be happy they put that statement. He said, no, it is he said it is the temptation on our heart. It is the the things we are we are wishing to do on our heart that 
eventually manifested into sin that we, that we now say we fell into sin. He said, immediately those thoughts are coming. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You understand? Immediately those thoughts are coming from your heart. Kill it. If Joseph did not kill the thoughts of sleeping with his boss wife in his heart, he would not have been able to overcome the temptation. The thought is coming to you like this. Kill it. Don't let it stand. There are a lot of thoughts that come to my mind daily. I will just, blood of Jesus, cancel you. Blood of Jesus, cancel you. Blood of Jesus, cancel you. When I say that, like three, four, five, six, seven times, everything will vanish. I will forget that I was even thinking about something like that. So one of the things God wants us to learn here is that don't even let it come to your heart like, ah, maybe I should do it. And don't let it nurture in your heart because the day the temptation comes face to face to you, you would have fallen into it before you know. And God is not going to punish another person for your sins. You will carry your own punishment by yourself. Now let's go to the punishment. Then the next one. And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled, beguiled me, and I did it. You see, she's following what Adam did. Are you seeing that? Even when Jesus God came to the garden, God didn't call Eve. Because it was garden that God it was Adam that God put in that garden that I give you this thing, go and be doing it. And God has been with Adam. He just brought Eve there in the garden so that I will not be alone. And God gave both of them assignments. Maybe one of them was even I do. I think Eve was I do. Maybe that's why she could she could be doing that to her, to herself. You understand? God didn't call Eve first. And when God was asking them what happened, he asked Adam first. Are you seeing it? Then she she copied what Adam did. Adam pushed blame on her. Then she she pushed the blame on Eve. If Adam had said, God, I am sorry. God, I am sorry. Please forgive me. I know you trusted me so much. Please temper justice with mercy, Abby. Temper mercy with justice, with justice, I be justice with mercy. I don't know that English very well. <laughs> One of the two, sha. you understand? Please forgive me. She, he didn't take the blame on the woman. You see, God didn't, God didn't accept that blame that that he he put on the woman. Come and see the cause that God said. Then God started causing serpents, and the Lord God said on that because that was done, this, that was caused above all cartoon. But we are not going to that one. Then this 15, I put enmity between thee and the woman. That's 15, we are not going to that one. Then 16, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. Let's leave that one again. Then let's go to 17, which is Adam's cause. And unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. Many of you, it is your wife that is controlling you. It is these women that are controlling your pulse, controlling everything. God doesn't, God didn't create you like this. God didn't create you like this. The woman is, is always arousing you sexually every time. And once she does that, you lose your senses, you lose your mind, you lose everything you are supposed to do. You drop money, drop everything. Is it because you have you have listened to this woman? Because you have acting to the voice of, of thy wife. And a season of the tree. That is is just trying to say, because you have obeyed this woman more than obeying me, God. A lot of you men today, you will be saying, hey, it's the woman that knows how to control herself. The men cannot control themselves. Because you have you have 
put all the authority that I give you, you give it to this woman. That is this woman that should be in authority instead of you. It is this woman that who should be who should be doing the right things, who should be leading you to do the right things. A lot of you are just like babies. A lot of women are just like babies to your wives. I don't I don't want a man who is a baby. I can't handle it. I would prefer to to cuckoo and uh, go to where there are motherless babies' children and be taking care of babies there and then be calling them on husband. Because why would I be taking care of an elderly man like like a child? I can't do it. I don't have strength for that. And it will be so arrogant, like, you can't lead me, you can't teach me what to do, but you are misbehaving. You are leading the family astray. You are, you are, you are pushing the family into sea. And you are telling me I can't lead you. Ah, No, that marriage will not hold you. God forbid, I don't want that kind of marriage in Jesus' name. God is saying, because you have listened to this woman, now, is God saying that you should be an all-dominary man? No! That is not it. But God is saying, you should not do things that will around this woman to be to be the one that will be teaching you how to act right you should not listen to this woman when she's acting asking you to do things that are not normal some of you you say it's your girlfriend that is that is making you to do yawi yawi it's your girlfriend that is making you to go and steal like that guy that that uh, he, they, they called him in America that he was a serial stealer, big serial thief, something like that, that steals in supermarket. Blue gun, a big blue handkerchief gun man. You understand? I'm sure his girlfriend then, which later became his wife, must have been one of the reasons why he was doing that. Because there's no way that you will tell me that that girl did not know that that man was a, was a thief. She must have told him, see, we want an elaborate wedding. This wedding must be very, very elaborate. Anyhow, you must do it. So the man thought about it. Okay, what will I do? Today, God is telling you, don't listen to these things that are making you to sin against God from your woman. You should be the one to say, we will do the will of God. You should be the one in authority. The Lord said we should not have sexual sin before wedding. Or the Lord said we should not fornicate we are not going to fornicate you should be the one in authority it's not the woman that should be telling you ah don't let us do it some of you even your girlfriend will say don't let us do it you will say no if you are not going to do it then i'm not marrying you no relationship can stand you are you are you are a baby husband by doing that today we are learning the mistakes of adam what did adam do that was wrong that made god so angry with him that god laid that enough a lot of causes you see, because thou art sucking unto the voice of thy wife, and as and as eating of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cause it the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all, all the days of thy life. That's why a lot of you men you struggle. After you get married to the woman you are, you have been sleeping with before marriage, you start struggling. You look like a baby after the marriage. You don't have good sources of income. Your life is not increasing. This woman is continually the one overshadowing your your glory because you gave it to her you turned that to the man in authority you turned that to the woman in authority you she took the authority from you she cannot speak one word and you speak you, you can't speak beside her you can't speak beside her because she has she has given you have given the authority to her are you seeing it here it's not that god is saying you should be a, a domineering man that, like, you should not listen to what this woman says. But if anything she's suggesting is sinful, 
God wants you to say we are going to do the will of God. Don't let it be the other way around nowadays. It is the woman that is saying, Daddy, you are not supposed to be drinking. You are not supposed to be smoking. No. By the time a woman is telling you that you have lost your authority, it is not for you that the man will not... The woman will not be saying, I see how you drank and I see how lipstick is your body and you'll not be slapping her. You're no longer the man at that time. By the time a woman is the one telling you, you're not supposed to be sleeping around, you're not supposed to be having extra girlfriend outside, you have lost the authority. Seriously, no matter what you do, no matter the um, stony face you come and show to the woman, you have lost the authority. Hmm. Sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Hmm. Tons at Jesus. You see, that woman's cause, God gave her cause in just one verse. Look at Adam's cause. One, two, three, three, three lines. Tons also and the Jesus shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shall eat the herb of the field. You see all these causes? Hmm. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for thus thou art, and unto thus thou shalt thou return. You see the cause, and we are still suffering for the cause. Which means if you don't even want to leave causes for your children. Some of you men, what's the struggle that your children are going through is because of your sins, it's because of those things you do. If you are a father that you, are, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you do the right things, you love the wife as you are supposed to love her, you don't go out there looking for extra girlfriends, you will see that your, your children will not be confused. You don't sleep with your, with your housemates. You don't sleep with your, your wife's sister. Your children will not be confused. They will know that, oh, my dad led by example. Oh, she, he doesn't smoke. Even when friends outside want to lure them, they will not be confused. But you are smoking... The wife doesn't smoke every night. The wife is always saying, Daddy, don't smoke again now. Daddy, don't drink again now. You understand? It's the wife that is now the one in authority in the home. Is that what God is asking you to do? Is God asking you to give your authority to your wife? God brought this woman so that Adam will not be lonely in the garden. God didn't bring this woman to come and be the one that will be leading this man away from God. That's not the will of God. When God gives you a, an instruction, He wants you to follow it to letter. He will not blame any other person for you to disobey it. He will not put the blame on another person. It is you that will take all the blame. And I want to add the story of uh, Moses to it. You see, Moses has been working with God for years. And just one sin. See all the struggles that he did in the, in the wilderness. How he was going to and fro to bring Israelites out of Egypt from Pharaoh, from Pharaoh. See everything, just one mistake, and God was angry. Have you ever thought about it? Why, why, why was God angry with Moses like that? Then you go and look at somebody like David. He even killed Uriah's wife, uh, Uriah. And took his wife, got her pregnant, slept and, and everything. And God said, this is a man after my own heart. <laughs> and so we would be like, ah, is God being partial? I want to tell you today, God is not being partial. 
Some people will even look at this judgment of Adam and Eve. God, you only gave one cost to this woman. Look at like six courses that you place on Adam. God, why? Are you being partial? No. When God gives you a lot, he expects you to do that much. If when God was boasting about Job and said, have you considered my servant Job? Even if you entreat me to tempt him or whatever the English was, he will still not, he will still not disobey me. He will still stand by me. God, do you know that at every point in time, God is always saying, this is my daughter. This is my son. Oh, I can boast about her anywhere, anytime. Someone like me now, by the grace of God, I thank God. I, I started my life as um, a body house student. And with the word of God in my heart, the Lord has taken me to secondary school, has taken me to university, first university, second university, third university, and even very far away from home now. The grace of God has always been with me. You know, God can, God can say, ah, have you considered my daughter or Dwayne? That even if you take her to the midst of people that are sinning, she will still come out without joining them. I have been in the midst of people that, that smoke from morning to night. And I did not smoke with them. You understand? So God, God has sometimes we want to say, have you considered Adam? Maybe at that time, God will say, have you considered Adam? That even if Eve asked, her, asked him to eat of the fruit of the garden, because I have taught him so much, he will not eat it. Have you considered my servant, my servant Adam? Have you considered my son Adam? Maybe that time he was still a son of God. Have you considered my son Adam? That is to tell you that, when God gives you so much, He expects so much from you. Look at um, um, what's his name, David. That that we are we are trying to justify his wrongdoings. That ah, in God was God still like him despite his sin. Do you know that when it goes to the time of building the temple, God says, "No, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't do that." Are you seeing it? You know, with the love that God was saying, "Ah, David, I love you. David, I love you." It's gone to a time because of the things that he has done. God said, you can't do it. You can't do it. I will anoint your son to do it. That is to tell you that sometimes you might think your friends that are, that are doing these things and God is not sending punishment upon them. Maybe um, something like, you understand. What of if God has a greater a greater benefit will be a greater value on you than them god wanted to show to the israelites that moses is perfect that was why he had to he was hungry when he did that one sin he wanted to show to them that you people can be perfect in the midst of of trials in the midst of uh, temptation in the midst of your troubles you can, you can stay with God and not curse God. You can stay with God and not sin against God. God wanted to show it to the Israelites. But he missed it. I pray that God will help me not to miss it. I really, really pray. Every day I'm praying. I don't have the strength of my own. But with, with the strength of God, I know God will help me. We learned about Joseph. See all that much that God has for Joseph. If he had disobeyed and and played with it it wouldn't have fulfilled that that is to tell you that everybody god has a divine plan for you and he has deposited so much he has trained you so much to get there 
So he will not want you to sin against him. He will not want you to do contrarily. You are rounding up now. He will not want you to do contrarily. He has deposited so much in you. So today, I hope you have learned from Adam what God was expecting him. God was expecting that he should be the one to be in charge. You are not going to sin against God. You are not going to fornicate. You are not going to, I'm not going to be a Yahoo boy to please you. I'm not going to be, be a a thief to please you are you seeing that are you seeing that it's relatable i'm not going to join bad boy there's a guy nowadays <laughs> when he was still a single guy the relationship will crash soon i'm not going to mention him but see if you understand what i'm talking about they are both celebrities come as here the wife is pushing him to sin this man was a cool headed guy before they got married and maybe around that time he was still toasting the girl. He was singing one song. I will, I will, I can be bad for you. You understand? Now he's completely bad for this girl. Only God knows what he will turn this boy to. He's turning him to what he has never been. If he wasn't a good guy, he wouldn't. He would. She wouldn't have married him. Now it will get to a time that both of them can't handle it anymore, and they will part ways. Because there's no way you can, you both can be doing things against the will of God. You are pushing this man deep, deep, deep into, into something that is bad, 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 bad. A very cool-headed, good guy before. Ah, no. No, although, no, the Bible, the Bible confirms it here that he will not put the blame on the woman. Because that is actually what is on your own mind before. You too, you wanted to do it before. You understand? The Lord will not agree when he says, it is this woman that pushed me to do this thing. So he will not agree. So God is saying, even if your wife is the one pushing you to sin against God, God is saying you should not do it. You should be the one in authority. Say, we are going to do the will of God. You should not be the type of the man that is your wife that is telling you don't drink, don't smoke, don't carry girlfriend, that is your wife that is policing you about. Don't be that type of man. Those are the mistakes of Adam and we are learning from it today. Don't join bad gangs. Don't let a woman be the one that will be telling you, especially your wife. It can, your mom can teach you, but don't don't misbehave to the point that it's your wife that will not be telling you, washing your vomit, cleaning your vomit. Don't be that very irresponsible. Don't turn yourself to Adam. Don't behave like that. If you make up your mind, I want to be with this woman, let it be known to the whole world. This is the only woman I want to be with. Not you carry other ladies, other girls, other girlfriends everywhere, then everybody gets confused. Anytime I see any guy like this, I'm confused because you, you don't know, maybe he has different girls. And I'm praying that the one that wants me and me alone, the Lord will send him to me in Jesus' name, not the one that will, will be trying different girls. Because that thing is confusing. It's, it's, it's really, really draining for women. And I've learned what a man's, a man's be the end means. It means that your word is your word. Everything you do and what you say, they are the same. It's not that you are asking someone. You know a lot of girls today. A lot of, a lot of guys will not want to talk to me, you know. And they'll tell me, sorry, I'm busy. And me as a woman that understands, I'll be like, oh, it's actually busy. But some people will not tell me, what if he's not busy, he just doesn't want to talk to you. You know, that means your words and your actions are not matching. Be a man that what you say matches with your behaviors. We are ending it there. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate you for this teaching. Lord, it was, it was so confusing that I don't even know what I was saying at the time. But I believe that you have you have spoken through me and you have spoken to the hearts of everyone. 
Father, please help us to do your will. We want to learn from what Adam did. We want to make up our minds that we will not fall into the same mistakes. Please help us. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. I really appreciate everyone. I see the progress. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. See you soon by God's grace.